Do the Boston Bruins need an enforcer? That's the question of the day on Locked On Boston Bruins, and I will debate the pros and cons, as well as suggest an option that's out there. And I need to make a correction as well from yesterday's podcast. So let's get into it on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? Happy Wednesday and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to beat. Today is December 6th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. Free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the ticketing app where you can get the best seats for your next event. All you have to do is create an account, use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Please do hit that subscribe button if you're new to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Each new episode automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. And there is bonus content on the YouTube channel when there is breaking news in the form of YouTube shorts. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey thoughts at Ian C. McLaren. Quick note, to begin the podcast, you may be concerned that Brad Marchand is not at Bruins practice here on Wednesday morning, but according to Steve Conroy, he returned home for services for his grandmother, Frances O'Leary, who passed away last Friday, and he's expected to be back for tomorrow's game against the Buffalo Sabres, which we will preview on tomorrow's podcast. And earlier this week, we talked about Brad Marchand's big weekend how he was clearly emotional after the game, particularly on Saturday when he scored the overtime winner and uh, his family had been gathered together and they were watching that game, which is a pretty special thing. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is do the Boston Bruins need an enforcer? And I'm going to break down the yay and the nay of this particular topic. and. It sprang out of an article I saw the other day on Boston Hockey Now uh, with one name that was floated as a possible, and that being Minnesota Wild forward Pat Maroon. We'll touch on him a little later on. But why is this topic popping up? Well, a couple things. During Boston's recent three-game losing streak, head coach Jim Montgomery was pretty open about His teams need to be more physical and tougher to play against. That was a hallmark of the team earlier on in the season, and they had kind of gotten away from that. He said after a loss to Columbus on the 27th of November that a lot of it gets back to checking. We've been an easy team to play against, not just during that last three-game losing streak, but a handful of games prior to that as well. And 
here's the thing. The Bruins' fourth line at the moment, you have Jacob Lauko on there, John Beecher, Morgan Geeky, uh, not necessarily known for his toughness. You've had Danton Heinen down there at times. Now, to their credit, guys like Derek Forbort and Trent Frederick have stepped up, especially Frederick, who fought San Jose Sharks winger Giovanni Smith after a hit from behind on Captain Brad Marchand last week. But there is a bit of a hole in this area after Milan Lucic was arrested and charged in a domestic violence incident. He's in the player assistance program on an indefinite leave of absence from the team. He's still technically under contract, but I'd be surprised if he is back. His reunion was meant to kind of fill this hole. An intimidating presence, a guy who could um, drop the gloves from time to time. Obviously not the player that he once was. That ship has sailed because of his actions off the ice, which are egregious, and uh, that needs to be taken care of first. Now, with players like Matt Potra out there, John Beecher, some star players and Brad Marchand, David Pashanak, it's true that you can't have the opposition taking liberties on these guys. You can't have someone boarding your captain you can't have guys feeling like they can take uh shots at matt potra as ryan reeves of the toronto maple leafs did on saturday night at the same time you don't want to have a guy like reeves in the lineup who serves basically no purpose other than physical intimidation when he's on the ice for the maple leafs they're much more likely to be giving up shots, scoring chances, etc. So it's a finer balance here in today's NHL where the traditional enforcer has been replaced with a more multidimensional player. Do the Bruins need that? I mean, to a certain extent, yes. Again, you can't have Ryan Reeves out there Taking shots at your captain or a 19-year-old center. You can't have Giovanni Smith boarding your captain and feeling as though they can get away from it. We'll talk about the reasons why it's not as important later, but the reality is you still need that, even if it's just a symbolic presence out there chirping whatnot to say you can't do this. And if you do, then you have to kind of pay the piper, so to speak, and step up and defend your actions. So sure, the Bruins could use a guy like that in the lineup. They do have Trent Frederick, who's in there, who is willing to do that. I'd prefer to see him uh, evolve other parts of his game, concentrate on team defense, scoring and the like but on one hand i can see where this call is coming from the bruins can't be seen as easy to play against they can't be seen as a team that you can easily push around or get away with taking 
some cheap shots or liberties on the ice. Now, there's another part of this argument, which is, now, things are going well. They don't need to disrupt what's going on, the success they have, and add perhaps a less effective but bigger player. And we'll take that angle here as the podcast continues. Did you ever have the thrill on Christmas as a kid by getting hockey tickets in your stocking? I did once, and it was one of the most memorable Christmas mornings. And with game time, it's fast and easy to get tickets to your next sports, music, comedy, or theater event near you. They have last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, which takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And you can bring joy to someone in your family or one of your friends here this holiday season. With their best price guarantee, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can also get views from your seats so you know exactly what to expect upon arriving at the venue. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. That's LOCKDOWNNHL at Game Time after creating an account for $20 off. Download Game Time today for last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. The weather is getting colder, but the NFL offers are red hot right now on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And it's not just for football. You can bet on basketball and hockey as well. Their app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action this NFL season and place some bets on whether David Pachernak will hit 50 goals or whether the Bruins will hit the over in tomorrow's game against the Sabres. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much once again for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day. If you're watching on YouTube, I encourage you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today channel next. The first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel has launched on YouTube. Go to Lockdown Sports Today and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Top stories of the day with local experts and our national show hosts covering every league. All right, so we've talked about how the Bruins have perhaps lacked some toughness over the last handful of games, especially prior to this recent three-game winning streak, and how Milan Lucic has taken himself out of the equation. And it's important to have a guy out there that can send a message to the opposition and say, you can't take liberties with our 19-year-old center. You can't be boarding our captain, etc." Now, here's the nay part of it. For one thing, the Bruins are one of the top teams in the NHL at the moment. You don't want to bring a guy in just for the sake of it. 
You don't want to bring in a guy who will make the team worse. You don't want to give a lineup spot to someone who can't contribute in other areas. And that, to be honest, was a bit of a concern, bringing Lucic in in the first place. He's not the player that he once was. Uh, You don't want to bring in a guy who's slow, who can't clear the zone, although the Bruins have those issues elsewhere, and who's going to hurt the team on the ice, a la Ryan Reeves with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's well documented that when he's on the ice, the Maple Leafs are poorer for it. So, yes, you want to be able to send a message. You want to be able to show teams that, you know, you can't push our players around. But you also want to have the best possible lineup out there. And at the moment, the Bruins are going along pretty swimmingly. Um, It's possible to have guys who rack up a lot of penalty minutes, willing to drop the gloves, and who are effective uh, with the puck. You look at uh, Brady Kachuk, who's second in the league in penalty minutes. He's got 13 goals in 20 games. Uh, Tanner Janot kind of fills that role. He's got nine points in 26 games. Uh, Evander Kane with 20 points in 22 games. He's up there. Uh, but when it comes to like pure uh, glove droppers in the NHL, again, they don't really exist anymore. But you need to have those guys who are going to produce at the same time. One name who has been floated is Pat Maroon of the Minnesota Wild. And there's a couple reasons why I'm kind of into this idea. Now, Jimmy Murphy, Boston Hockey Now, quoted an NHL exec who said they're starting to hear Maroon's name out there because he doesn't fit in with the Minnesota Wilds' new up-tempo style. That's kind of a red flag there. And hasn't brought everything they wanted when they traded for him. Now, he's coming off back-to-back season in which he racked up over 100 penalty minutes, 134 two seasons ago, 150 last season. He fought a bunch of times. Um... A couple years ago, 12 times last season, just one fight in 22 games for the Wild this season. He's in the final year of a two-year, $2 million contract. And according to this exec, he would likely cost no more than a seventh-round pick that he cost the Wild to pick him up. Now, here's what Maroon brings to the table that the Bruins could also use, and that is obviously some... Stanley Cup pedigree from the Bruins winning days just Brad Marchand is still around and we all know that Maroon won a cup with St. Louis in 2019 he won with Tampa Bay as well in uh, 2020 and 2021 just a couple years ago he had 11 goals 27 points to go along with those 134 penalty minutes Last year, only five goals and nine assists. 
This year, three goals, eight assists, but far fewer penalty minutes. He is 35, uh, perhaps getting a bit long in the tooth, but he's a guy that could fill this role for the Boston Bruins. You put him on uh, the fourth line along with Beecher and Lauko or Beecher and Steen, Beecher and Heinen if he gets bumped down. And it could be a good thing not only to add that physical presence, but also because of the uh, Stanley Cup experience that he brings to the table. Now, yes, it would be awkward with Jack Edwards around uh, based on the incident that took place last season. But still, something to consider and something um, perhaps Don Sweeney might be exploring when Milan Lucic's future becomes clear and it's apparent that he will not be coming back. So do the Bruins need an enforcer? Overall, I would say no. They have Trent Frederick there who can mix it up. They have guys like Derek Forbort willing to get in there. But at the same time, you want Forbort on the ice to kill penalties, for one. Uh, You want Frederick to expand other areas of his game and take the pressure off him to have to drop the gloves every time something happens. And you could bring in someone to fill that role, but who won't make the team worse as a result. And that's a fine line, but it's doable in today's NHL when there are fewer and fewer one-dimensional players uh, out there. Honestly, Ryan Reeves comes to mind as the one guy who is most one-dimensional in today's NHL. And even just looking at um, maybe Austin Watson, you would put up there. He's only got one goal in 13 games to go along with 43 penalty minutes. Uh, Liam O'Brien in Arizona, six points, 66 penalty minutes. Uh, But there you have it. That's kind of uh, where I'm at at the moment. Let me know if you have any strong opinions either way by hitting me up in the comments or uh, on social media. And we'll talk about uh, one correction from yesterday's podcast here as we continue. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can do it all with Indeed. And with their instant match, U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes match job descriptions the moment they sponsor a job. With Indeed, they know that you're growing your own business. You have to make every dollar count, and they only charge you for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions do apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. But if you need to hire, you need Indeed. And visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Just taking a look at some tweets from Bruins Practice here on Wednesday. They are practicing six-on-five situations kind of expected after giving up a late goal on Saturday to the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
And um, nice to see them trying to refine that part of their game and clean that up. Imagine how much better they'd be if they hadn't given up those late goals to Anaheim, to Tampa Bay, to Toronto, and dropped points there. Now, on yesterday's podcast, I mentioned that perhaps Hambus Lindholm had been a disappointment so far this season, and I was looking only at his offensive contribution so far. I should have looked a bit deeper or pointed out the fact that he is seventh in the NHL among defensemen in terms of defensive zone starts. He has started, uh, what's the percentage here? He has started 79 of his shifts in the defensive zone. And he has a goals for percentage of 67.86. He started one of the highest amount of defensive zone starts in the NHL among defensemen. And he's been on the ice for 19 goals for and nine goals against, which is pretty remarkable. His defensive partner, Brandon Carlo, has been on the ice for 88 defensive zone starts. And he's been on the ice for 17 goals for and six goals against. So that pairing has been one of the best defensive pairings in the NHL, uh, Nick Letty, Colton Pareko are up there as well from the uh, St. Louis Blues. But they don't have, they lead the league in defensive zone starts, but they don't have nearly the goal uh, differential that these two defensemen have for the Boston Bruins. Uh, in fact, Brandon Carlo, so good. And the Bruins. Defense pair of Lindholm Carlo among the top seven defensemen with the most defensive zone starts. They're the only two with positive goals for percentages at five on five and by quite a large margin. So good on uh, Lindholm and Carlo there. And I should have mentioned that in yesterday's episode. A note from Buffalo as we get ready for tomorrow night's game against the Sabres. It appears as though um, Rasmus Dahlin and Kyle Poso may not be traveling for that game, so that's something to keep an eye on. They are on the ice as the Sabres practice before the game. Goaltender Ukapeka Lukanen was ill, missed last night's game. Eric Comrie got the start. Devin Levi was recalled, so we could see one of those. Uh, note from yesterday, the Board of Governors are meeting, and it looks as though the salary cap will be around 87.7 million. So that's about 4.2 million more than this season. And if you factor in Boston's uh, buyout and bonus money, that's a good chunk of change that will be available to the Bruins uh, for spending this coming off season. That is it for today's episode, my friends. I hope you are all having a great week, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. Uh, we will talk to you again here tomorrow. We'll do a cup check, looking at the top five teams around the NHL and where the Bruins rank among them. And we'll also preview Thursday's game against the, the Buffalo Sabres. Thanks again for tuning in. 
We are the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.